Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Tuesday, December 26th, five minutes after 11. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels. Rob Kendall has the day off and the dude, Jim Roberts, joining me in the studio this morning. Uh, Okay, so I know uh, over Christmas we watched the final season of The Crown. Which is great, by the way. Yes, the series finale for The Crown Uh on, on Netflix. But let's talk about real royals. Um in real life because I have no idea how much of that movie or that TV show is real versus fiction. Right, it was, it was a Hollywood dramatization of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Prince Andrew is said to be bracing for an uncomfortable New Year. Aww, yeah. After shame. he he learned that his name is going to appear along uh, alongside those of 170 people with ties to Jeffrey Epstein in that uh, soon to be unsealed court document. And apparently, he is totally tormented over this. No, if it isn't the consequence of my own actions, I'm, I, and, I'm, I, and I hope this information gets released, but I'm fearful that this is another tease and another, uh, you know, non-story because we've we've had this for coming up on two years now where, okay, we're going to get more Epstein docs are going to be released. We're going to find out, you know, who is involved in all this and it's coming and it's coming and it never happens and it never gets released. So here we are again with another report that supposedly some Epstein documents are going to be coming out and Andrew's all tormented about it, whatever. But my, I'm, I'm fearful that we're just not going to get the information that we should be getting. Uh, so you might remember that he was stripped of his uh, HRH, his Royal Highness moniker, and several of his patronages uh, in light of his ties to Epstein. And I guess over the holidays, Sarah Ferguson, his ex-wife, was in attendance at the family Christmas party, and that was to distract from him and his name being on that list. So he's he's pulling her in to his evil little world to try and get the attention off of him. Right, to pull it off of him. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a shame that you're having a bad Christmas, Andrew. Sorry, guess you shouldn't have been flying around all over the place with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Uh, so here he is failing miserably while trying to defend himself. Uh, by the way, did you know that Prince Andrew doesn't sweat? She described dancing with you and you profusely sweating and that she went on to have bath, possibly... There's a slight problem with with the sweating um, because uh, I I have a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat um, or I didn't sweat at the time. And that was... Oh, actually, yes. I didn't sweat at the time because I... Um, ha- had suffered what I would describe as an overdose of adrenaline in the Falklands War uh. when I was shot at, uh, and I simply it, it was it was it was uh-huh. almost impossible for me to, to to sweat. Sure. And it's only because I have done a number of things in the recent past that I'm starting to be able to do that again. So I'm afraid to say that that that, that there's a medical condition that says that I didn't do it. So therefore. I'm a prince. I we don't do things such as 
sweat. Ew. That's for the commoners. How uncouth. Uh, okay, so this is what it looks like when someone is being held accountable. Yeah. Um, I, you like how he, he, he you know, kind of worked in his war record into the, well, when I was when I fought in the Falklands War. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh, you know. Don't I, sweat, but but after a long time with this medical condition, I've done things and have worked past it, and now I'm finally sweating again. But at that time, I didn't sweat, but now I do sweat. Right, exactly. And it's because I was a war hero, and that's all part of it. There's a lot going on in there, Andrew, that had um, absolutely um, nothing to do with 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 you and and how you're tormented and how your buddies with Epstein. Yeah, and how he's uh, just bummed that he's going to be named a pedophile with his pedophile friends. Uh, in other royal news, okay. as we, we continue on with this. I like it. Uh, King Charles, he made his first Christmas message. And you're thinking, Christmas, right? He's going to be talking about the birth of Jesus and and showing a good example of how to love one another. Glad right? tidings to all and yes. to all a good night. Yes. He does mention that stuff, but he also has to get a has to get a word in about the environment. Of course. Service also lies at the heart of the Christmas story. The birth of Jesus who came to serve the whole world, showing us by his own example how to love our neighbor as ourselves. Throughout the year, my family have witnessed how people of all ages are making a difference to their communities. This is all the more important at a time of real hardship for many when we need to build on existing ways to support others less fortunate than ourselves. Because out of God's providence, we are blessed with much and it is incumbent on us to use this wisely. Uh Uh However, service to others is but one way of honoring the whole of creation, which, after all, is a manifestation of the divine. This is a belief shared by all religions. To care for this creation is a responsibility owned by people of all faiths and of none. We care for the earth for the sake of our children's children. There it is. Yeah. All right. That's During enough. My- that's enough for me. <laughs> I lo- I lo- he, he could go on and on forever. It, it's, it's just the long tradition of your Christmas greetings from uh, a British monarch talking about how you're not doing your part for the environment, despite the fact that the guy owns a dozen houses and only flies on private jets. Okay. So here's a question for you. Why is Christmas abbreviated as Xmas? You sent this to me, and mm-hmm. I had no idea as to why this was. I yeah. always thought it was just a shortened version mm-hmm. of uh, just kind of shorthand. Right. Uh, a lot of people think that it, it's a way to shorten the word Christmas or to save space, or it's an attempt to actually remove Christ from the word Christmas. It's actually, according to this article quite the opposite of this. Um, So this is according to dictionary.com. Seems legit. uh, And they say the use of Xmas first started in the mid-1500s as another way of writing it. And X wasn't meant to be read in the X way we say it in English, not Xmas, right? Uh, But rather you're supposed to say it in the Greek form which is Kai. Oh, jeez. And Kai is the first letter of um, the Greek word 
Christos, which actually translates to Jesus Christ. Now I know why we're doing the story. You're you're not buying it. Uh, no, I'm buying. I'm buying that explanation from the Hill or the article that that, that that was written in. But I'm now I know why you picked it and put this story on the template. Why is that? It's because you have a very strong Greek heritage in college <laughs> and were vice president of your sorority oh, and boy. were near deep in Greek life and so you wanted oh, to boy. choose this article so that you could use this opportunity to show off the fact that you know the entire Greek alphabet. You think that's why I picked it? I was just trying okay, to educate and fine. inform our listeners according to uh, U.S. Catholic Christians in the Roman Empire often use the Cairo symbol to mark their tombs then I, of where they worshipped or any other location that they deemed important. Cairo is a stylized version of Christ. Then I dare you to get through this entire break without reciting the entire Greek alphabet. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, yeah, zeta, go. eta, theta, iota, kappa, lambda, mu, nu, xi, omicron, pi, rho, sigma, tau, upsilon, phi, chi, psi, omega. There you go. Very nice. Um, yeah. Okay, now. <laughs> you can't help yourself. I can't. can't help yourself because uh, how, how it's often. It's the one thing from college that's stuck. How often uh, is the Greek alphabet mentioned in normal, polite conversation? Never. So when there's a story that comes up that mentions anything associated with the Greek alphabet, you better believe that's getting on there and we're going to talk about it so you can show off and recite the entire Greek alphabet. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm glad you did it. Seven in ten Americans say they prefer to say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays, and that does include 60% of Democrats. This according to a new Daily Mail poll. 69% of Americans say they offer the traditional religious greeting of Merry Christmas. Christmas. I never was offended by the term happy holidays. I always, and you nope. know, this, this, you know, battle for Christmas or whatever, it started about 10 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was always a big happy holidays guy because it, I always, in my mind, it always lumped in Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. Yeah. And so I could sit here and say happy holidays anytime from Thanksgiving until the New Year, and it would be a perfectly acceptable greeting that would cover whatever holiday we were closest to. Um, and then, you know, like I said, about 10 years ago, it seemed like using happy holidays you were being accused of you know re- you know removing Christmas or ignoring Christmas and that sort of thing but I, I never viewed it that way I just viewed it as as Christmas ho- Christmas Thanksgiving and New Year's kind of all rolled up women are more likely to wish someone a Merry Christmas than men according to their results they found that 72 percent of women use the religious phrase compared to just 66 percent of men. And, of course, uh, there's another stark divide in between ages, people aged 18 to 29 and those 65 plus. 78% of people who are older uh, prefer the traditional greeting of Merry Christmas compared to 59% of young people who would prefer Happy Holidays. You really want to throw people off? Yeah. Give them a happy Christmas and a Merry New Year. (laughs) Watch their heads explode. Totally throws people off when you do that. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Tonight's the night we'll make history. 
19 minutes after 11. Good morning. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey. Rob Kendall has the day off, but the dude Jim Roberts is joining us in the studio. So it's been revealed that uh, Nikki Haley purchased a multi-million dollar waterfront mansion on an island in South Carolina. And this is right after she joined the board of Boeing. She has since resigned from that board, but uh, she bought the residence back in October of 2019, just five months after she was on that board and right after she left her post as U.S. ambassador to the U.N. in the Trump administration. Good to be a politician, man. These guys all have million-dollar, multi-million-dollar uh-huh. vacation homes uh-huh. and you know massive bank accounts and insider trading, you know brokerage accounts with millions of dollars in it. It's it's no wonder there are so many people running to be you know president and politicians these days because eventually you hit the jackpot. Uh, the New York Post is reporting that it was originally listed for three point three million dollars. She snagged it for the low, low. Uh, price of two point four million dollars. Which, by the way, I did some investigating on this. Okay, two point four million. I, I've seen the other houses in this. This is this is just outside of Charleston, South Carolina, uh-huh. which is a very very hot real estate market. Yeah. Charleston is a beautiful city. It's a it's an island lake front. It's an island beach home. Mm-hmm. The rest Kiowa of, Island. The rest of the homes are like much more expensive, tens of millions of dollars. I think not only. You know, good on Nikki Haley for somehow being able to find the money to get, you know, a $2.4 million beach home, getting it for a dramatic discount over what it was listed as and what looks to be significantly under fair market value compared to the rest of the homes on this island. I mean, this everything about this story stinks. So what you're saying is that she has the cheapest house on the expensive street. Quote cheapest. Yes, she got it for the cheapest. Funny how that the former ambassador to the United Nations and the former governor of Uh the state was able to pull off the real estate deal of the decade and pull this house for just $2.4 million. Yeah. Interesting how she's able to amass a net worth of more than $8 million after she left Trump's White House. And she did that from being a consultant, pretty much. I guess if you want, you could sit here and say, well, well, at least in her case, she earned it all after she left public office, as opposed to Nancy Pelosi, who, did who, it while who she had was no shame in putting together a $100 million stock portfolio <laughs> while she was in office, uh-huh. while alleged insider trading implications were happening across the board for her. So, uh, you know, in, in, in one aspect, Nikki Haley uh, did it a little bit better, but still, this whole this whole thing stinks all of these politicians go into office as you know quote unquote regular people and come out multi-millionaires and and getting these ridiculous sweetheart deals there's no way somebody from the general public is picking up that house for 2.4 million dollars so uh can we talk about this christmas picture that she released it's uh it's the nikki haley uh christmas greeting and it's it's a wedding photo. It's not her wedding, but it's a wedding photo. And she says, wishing you all a Merry Christmas. As we gather with loved ones, let's reflect on the timeless message of hope and goodwill that the birth of Jesus brings to our hearts. Uh, may the festive season fill your homes with joy and warmth. Um, it looks like it's the wedding of her daughter. And it's uh, Nikki and her husband and I believe son, perhaps. Um but the thing that uh, really drew my attention to this photo is that 
one, it's a wedding photo and it says Merry Christmas. Okay. So it's the family. They're all together. They're dressed up, right? Nikki Haley is wearing a white dress to someone else's wedding. No. Yes. (laughs) No. It's an off-white dress, but, I mean, that's, you know, kind of a... Kind of that a, is a major social faux pas. Kind of a faux pas there, right? To wear a, wear a white dress to somebody else's wedding. Well, I think she's the mother of the bride in this photo. Right? She should know better. Right? She's wearing an off-white dress to her daughter's wedding. Do you also think it's interesting that there's nothing Christmassy in that photo and the same thing happened with the Trump photo? Yeah. That those are the two politicians that put out that Christmas photo that isn't really a Christmas photo or put out a photo as part of their Christmas greeting where the photo isn't overtly Christmas. And those are the two politicians that did it. Yep. Just something to think about. It's not an accident. I don't know what the strategy there is, but it's not an accident. Okay. um, Well, there is another Christmas greeting and uh, we have to share this one and it's from Ron DeSantis. Well, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I hope you're able to spend time with your family. We look forward to being able to to share Christmas with our family, but also to remember uh, and to celebrate uh, what happened over 2,000 years ago in a little town of Bethlehem uh, when a child was born that changed the the course of human history. Uh, I hope you all reflect on the reason for the season. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Uh, God bless you and God bless America. Okay, now let's dissect this video, shall we? Okay, sure. Let's do a deep dive analysis of every politician's Christmas greet. Are we going to do Doug Bergman's Christmas greeting? Bergham, Doug Bergham? Doug, whoever his name. Are we going to do Colonel West? Did Colonel West do a Christmas greeting that we can take a look at? I mean, we've only got another 30 minutes left before the show's over. We're going to have, a, have to do it nothing but Christmas greetings from now until noon. No, we're not. But Ron DeSantis <laughs> standing in front of uh, DeSantis for president. President uh, Iowa for DeSantis backdrop the way Jesus would have wanted it. <laughs> so um, nothing, nothing Christmas at all. He's wearing a fleece, a zip up fleece. There's nothing Christmas going on at all there. So as another politician with right. that Christmas photo, where the photo has nothing to do with Christmas, um, and they're just taking the opportunity to you know promote themselves. As, as a politician. Hey, he's boy. just like one of us. He's wearing a Christmas fleece. He's uh-huh. not in his suit and tie. He's just casual, enjoying time with his family. He's just like one of us. Sure. He's just like one of us, just like Nikki Haley, wearing a white dress to somebody else's wedding. Everybody does that, right? <laughs> now, I know for a fact that you got a new fleece from Costco for Christmas. I did. It's awesome. It was great. It did not have your name on it. That is true, yes. So, or, or any other logo of any other sort so on it. So, yes. DeSantis wearing a fleece with his name his on it. His name on it? Yeah, well, yeah, it says DeSantis for president on it. He's wearing swag. He's wearing political swag. Yes. On his Christmas greeting, yes. public Christmas greeting photo. He is. Uh, we're did getting... we not? Did he not think that we? For, did he think we forgot he was running for president? Oh, this is Ron DeSantis's Christmas greeting. This is not. Well, that's right. He is running for. I'm glad he was wearing the DeSantis for president fleece, or else I would have forgot that this really wasn't a Christmas greeting this was a political message which is exactly what they all are right uh the secret life of gift cards uh what happens to the billions of dollars that go unspent each year did you get a gift card do you have a plan for it we're going to talk about that coming up from 93 wibc life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love 
hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning, it is 11.33, it is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels. Rob Kendall has the day off, but uh, the dude, Jim Roberts, joining me in the studio. And uh, let's talk about the secret life of gift cards. Did you get a gift card this year for Christmas? Do you know uh, how long it's going to last? Americans uh, spend about nearly $30 billion on gift cards this holiday season. And about uh, 70% of the gift cards will be used within six months. But what about the rest, right? That's still, I'm, I'm, I'm not good at math, but that still leaves several billion dollars of mm-hmm. unused gift cards. Yeah, uh, many of them end up forgotten or not used. So how long do you have? Under a federal law that went into effect in 2010, the gift card can expire for five years from the time it was purchased or from the last time someone added money to it. So you, you've got a little bit of time. But all states have different gift card regulations as well that may be more generous than mm-hmm. that. So states vary. So, if, you know, it, it depends on where the gift card was purchased as to exactly what the gift card rules. But at least the federal government has said, hey, at least you got five years to use it. Yep. Uh, you can use it or lose it in some cases. You can sell it about 70 to 80 cents per dollar if you're not going to use that gift card. There's an entire website. Uh-huh. Where where people buy and sell gift cards? Yeah, um, that's out there. There's an entire marketplace out there for for purchasing used gift cards. You can also uh, about what 50 states have unclaimed property programs, and uh, combined they return about three billion dollars to consumers uh, of people who've. You know, but how would they claimed- know it's my gift card? I would have had to have gone online and register for it in my name and address for for it to show up in some sort of state-sponsored, unclaimed property. It's missingmoney.com, and you can search uh, by name for your unclaimed property. Uh, Doing that right now, missingmoney.com. And that includes cash from gift cards. Uh, Now, they say there's like a national gift card day, national use your gift card day. (laughs) <laughs> of course there is. Well, well, why wouldn't there be? Is there a national lose your gift card day? A national ignore your gift card day? Because there's a national use your gift card day. Uh-huh. It's uh, January 20th of 24. So coming up <laughs> in, in January. Three weeks after Christmas. Uh-huh. It's the... Use National your, use your use gift card day. Use your gift card day. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I I guess forty-seven uh, percent of adults have at least one unspent gift card or voucher, uh, with an average of one hundred and eighty-seven dollars 
What? You have Who are a- these people that aren't spending their gift cards? That's ridiculous. It's Go like, out there and use it, man. Yeah. Somebody somebody put all that thoughtful time and effort into running. Are you one of those people that looks down upon the gift? You look down upon the gift card no, not as at being all. a lesser gift. You no. just you just tried to throw a little sarcasm <laughs> with all the time and effort you spent into this gift. Hey, what's my favorite gift? It's cash in cash, an cash, cash. Cash in an envelope. So the gift cards are good too. But you have to use them. So uh, make sure you get out there and do that. Did you hear uh, Switzerland considering legalizing cocaine for recreational use? Their their capital city, Bern, consider laun- they're considering launching a pilot program to test the legal sale of cocaine for recreational use. They figured if it was good enough for Joe Biden's White House, it's uh-huh. good enough for our country. Right. I guess so. Um, they say that the war on drugs is over, so they might as well regulate it. By legalizing it. By legalizing it. I think it. most places have already regulated it and said that it's illegal. Well, not hey, in Bern, they're, they're going to try and get, I'm guessing, tax money from it. Um, let's talk about... Can you imagine what that would be like to go into a place and purchase cocaine? Do you get it? Like It would have to be like a special... Like a like the dispensaries that obviously aren't in Indiana, but are in other states around the country. You can go in yeah. and buy marijuana. Yeah. And then that's pretty much all you can buy. Right. But I wonder how they would set it up in, in, in Switzerland. Would they just be a cocaine shop? Or would it be something like Target, where you go in and you get whipped cream, a plunger, and an eight ball? <laughs> It would be, can you, I mean, I, I, it just seems so bizarre to uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be weird. I, it, it has to be in a in a special store, you know, just like a dispensary. A specialty store. And we got, so this is this is great. Somebody in the YouTube chat, chat just mentioned, I can't even buy Sudafed without having to no ask kidding. for it behind the counter right. and show my and show my driver's license. Uh-huh. But in, in, in Switzerland, you'll be able to buy cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, good, okay, good for the Swiss. You do your, they've always done their own thing over there. Those crazy Swiss. Uh, I guess uh, some of these Swiss cities have some of the greatest amounts of cocaine usage. Uh, among European cities and for the world, for that. And matter. my guess is that's probably driven by wealth, because Switzerland uh-huh. per capita is one of the wealthiest nations in the entire world, and yeah. and, and cocaine is is uh, from what I hear not cheap. <laughs> from what we hear, correct. Yeah. Uh, so Tucker Carlson, he dropped this really um, interesting interview with Kevin Spacey, and Kevin Spacey was in full on character Frank Underwood from House of Cards, and they were floating a uh, twenty for run and during the interview Kevin Spacey also was suggesting that Netflix tried to kill him uh, <laughs> by, by the way Kevin Spacey has been cleared of any wrongdoing or any accusations against him he was fired from Netflix in 2017 they had to end the House of Cards series without him I think they rewrote the ending to that Series poorly, poorly rewrote the ending yeah, to that series because if you saw the last season, it was trash. What they were planning on doing? Do you uh, think he meant figuratively trying to kill him, or do you think he really meant like like when you say ah they fired me and they killed my career, they're trying to kill me Netflix, or do you think he really meant Netflix is trying to assassinate him? Ah, uh, wow. I- you know, I would think for him, he might right. Be okay, he was doing he was uh, well, and he was doing the interview as Frank as the character Frank, Frank Underwood, Underwood from House of Cards. So he probably, as the character, probably meant literally trying to kill him. Yep. All right. Here's a little bit of that interview. 
This country is mired in so much contradiction and confusion. We don't even know how we can help anyone anymore because we can't agree who needs help. I mean, what doesn't come with a trigger warning these days? I mean, Tucker, we are far too close to having a beanbag chair in the Oval Office. We coddle to everybody. Okay, you think you're a rabbit, that's fine. But let me tell you something. You sure as hell aren't gonna see someone walking through my White House in bunny ears and a tail unless it's Easter. Well, amen. But how do you think we got here in the first place? Fear, fear and then some more fear. That's been the consistent theme, fear. And that's why I'm gonna keep saying, we need to get some adults back in the room. Sounds like you're running. If you did run, I assume it would be as an independent. Well, I've always been independent my whole life, no matter what my party affiliation, even though at the moment I don't quite recognize my old party. So at what point would you get in if you did? Well, I think there's time. I've never been afraid to show up a little late for the dance. But lots of people want to be president. What would you specifically bring that others aren't? Well, I think I have a long and very solid relationship with the public. And that's a bond that has never been broken. I mean, I've almost felt like I can talk to them directly. Well, I mean, you do talk to them. Every Christmas you give a statement. It is Christmas Eve. What is your statement specifically this year? You know, Tucker, I think it's just good enough to sip some eggnog and decorate the tree and listen to White Christmas and embrace all the things that make this such a special day. The truth is, I love nothing better on this day than to do a line of blow, drink a whiskey and Coke, hit a reindeer with my car, and wish you all the naughtiest Christmas ever. So that end line is when he broke the fourth wall. Like he was talking with Tucker... But then he looked at the camera, which he frequently did in, in the, the program yeah. House of Cards. He would t- typically, you know, talk to the camera and break that fourth wall. Uh, some people saying that maybe Kevin Spacey was involved with some dark stuff with some elite people, and maybe he knows too much. Like they tried to get rid of him, but they weren't able to. There is so much. And this going is on. a tease from him saying, "I know." Where the bodies are buried, and I'm coming. There is so much going on with this Kevin Spacey, Frank Underwood, Tucker Carlson interview. It is so bizarre. I have no idea what any of it means, but it is fascinating to me. I also think it's interesting that the only candidate to show anything Christmas in their Christmas greeting was the fake candidate, Frank Underwood. (laughs) Unlike all the red, Trump and Haley and DeSantis, all their images had no sign of Christmas in their photo and video from their Christmas greeting, but Frank Underwood's did. You know, now that you bring that up it uh reminded me you're right uh trump haley desantis none of them had any sort of there was uh, no tree it wasn't a photo of them in church there weren't presents uh the bidens did have christmas decor in theirs however they say happy holidays. However, they left off the Christmas part of, of it. Of course, course they right? Did. Of course, of course. they did. Hey, uh, so yesterday, Mary Swiftmas, uh, Taylor Swift showed up to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs game with Santa. And what, the final score, Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs, they lost to the Raiders on Christmas Day. I didn't see the final score to that game, did you? Uh, I think it was 20 to 14 or something like that. The Chiefs had a chance at the end there and couldn't get that last touchdown to win the game. Um, Um, Yep, so here's Taylor Swift really quick. Merry Christmas. Yep. Walking in with Santa. I, I don't know who that was that was dressed up as Santa. It wasn't Travis Kelsey. No, I think it was his best friend. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's been at almost all the games that Taylor Swift's been at, sitting next to her and that sort of stuff. So I think it's it's Travis's buddy. Uh, what's going on, though, with the Chiefs? Because ever since she came into the picture, 
What, she she broke up the band? She is being called Yoko Swift. I mean, that's being thrown out there, and people are officially saying that she is a distraction for Travis Kelsey and this team. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's an interesting story, but the fact of the matter is this team hasn't been just just hasn't been that good all year long, and their offense has not been good all year long, and, and their receivers have been terrible. And, um, and, and Travis has had a hot and cold season. He's had some games where he's been spectacular and amazing, and he's had other games where he hasn't been so great, but I think that's more of a factor the fact that he's you know 34 years old which is ancient in nfl terms and and has been dealing with a lot of injuries and i think anybody at that age is going to have hot and cold games at this point in their career but but this is going to be something that that's going to be uncomfortable for them to deal with i'm sure because now she now taylor swift is being called out as being a distraction to this team uh-huh it was all fun and games until, until the they Chiefs, started until losing the Chiefs started losing right now it's not so much fun anymore yep um okay so before we get into break there's something that i wanted to play and this was from the movie Scrooged, right? Uh, and Great Christmas movie, by the way. One of my favorite Christmas and movies. And in case you missed it, uh, it was IBC this weekend. IBC presents oh live via satellite from New York, uh. Bethlehem, Helsinki, West Berlin, and the Great Barrier Reef, Charles Dickens' immortal uh. Christmas classic, Scrooge. Starring Buddy Hackett, Jamie Farr, the Solid Gold Dancers, and Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim. Hosted by Sir John Houseman. Scrooge, it will touch your every heartstring. That's right, it all starts on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve on IBC. You'll love it. Well, that right there is the reason that that's a great Christmas movie, right? Rob Kendall always says, WIBC from Ohio to Illinois and all, all points, points in between. Now oh, it turns out bigger than that. Great Barrier Reef. <laughs> it is the Kendall and Casey Show. It's 93 W. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. YBC. Good morning. It is 12 minutes in front of 12. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels and uh, Rob Kendall with the day off. Jim Roberts, the dude, hanging out in the studio and uh, Wham's Last Christmas crowned uh, in the United Kingdom as uh, Christmas's number one song this year, 39 years after its official release. And that makes sense because, you know, George Michael and Wham, they were a British band. And mm-hmm. so it makes sense for, a, you know, a British group to have the number one Christmas song in the UK. But I, I, I ne- I'm one of the outliers. I never cared for Last Christmas from Wham. It was never one of my. It was, I was I, never a big fan of that song. It's either. not really. It doesn't sound Christmassy. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, the lyrics are Christmassy, but the but the but the, the melodies and the song itself doesn't have a Christmas feel to it. And I was just never never a huge fan of it. I wasn't a big Wham fan in general, so that may have something to do with it as it's well. It's been showing up on a lot of lists though, in like top five Christmas songs of all time. It's which, having its moment. Okay. Okay, it's that's having what its it moment. I mean, it's no, uh, you know, jingle bells or all I want for Christmas is you, but it's no rocking around the Christmas tree. Brenda Lee right? nailed that one. <laughs> hey, did you see the pictures of uh, Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins performing in front of Cinderella's castle? 
Disney? I did, Disney yeah. World, Disneyland? I, I, that's weird to me. So he is um, recently married, if okay. in the last year or two, to a, to a woman who appears to be much younger than him, and, and they've got a couple of little kids and this sort of stuff. And so he has become, he and his wife and his family, much more active on social media, and, uh-huh. it's, and it is much more of the family dad version of Billy Corgan, which is odd for those of us that grew up with the Smashing Pumpkins. I'm used to his, you know, bald head and him wearing a skull t-shirt and and screeching at the top of his lungs on stage. Right. So it is weird to see him, you know, singing in front of Cinderella's Cinderella's Castle Castle at Disney World and and to see this fatherly Billy Corgan. Yeah. But uh, but that's the stage of his life that he's in right now. I mean, and and, and I I guess I can kind of respect that. I mean, he's in in, well into his 50s and and no longer the, you know, the crazy rocker and and part of the whole grunge movement and that sort of thing. And he's doing the more dad family thing. now. But what's he playing? I mean, is he still playing all of the Smashing Pumpkins hits when he's playing in front of Cinderella's Castle? It would be weird to see, uh, you know, Cherub Rock being performed at Disney World in front of Cinderella's Castle or Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Uh, Yeah, that would be odd. But I didn't see what he was performing. But, yeah, I saw I saw the photograph and the images of him up there. But he is definitely taking on a a different persona as he's getting older. A couple other things that uh, I wanted to talk about. um, Some headlines. Marjorie Taylor Greene said that she was a victim of another swatting incident at her home in Georgia. Uh, people calling and saying that there's a crime being committed at her home. This is not the first time that this has happened to Large Marge. Uh, it's happened many times. I think before. it's the eighth time eighth that's time. happened recently. Yep. And I, I, it, this seems to be like this would be a very easy crime to be able to solve. I mean, somebody's got to make a phone call from somewhere, mm-hmm. and it would be very easy to find out where that phone call's coming from and who owned the phone that it was being made from, unless I guess they're doing it from burner phones or something like that. But um, that's, 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 I mean, that's awful. Can you imagine sitting around on Christmas and you got, you know, the cops pounding at your door because they sudden, think that yeah, there's, you know, something going some, on. Someone was, you know, in danger inside. You'd think that the local police would know oh wait a minute this is right. marjorie taylor green especially house. if this has happened eight times in the last couple in. years yeah yeah maybe call her maybe you have her number and go hey somebody just called and said they're at your place and there's you know some bad stuff happening there you you and your family okay yeah do a wellness check or something i don't know yeah um okay i saw this and it uh kind of bummed me out because we had just signed up for this i over the weekend why why did we sign up for this i know we you talking about hbo max yeah we got rid of the disney plus thankfully because our our daughter and we got hbo max because i don't know there was something on there that she wanted to watch she came to us and said hey can we can we drop disney plus and And i said yes and sign up for hbo max and i said yeah as long as we're not signing up for a new one and and you know, swapping one out, yes, yeah. and it's not called HBO Max anymore. I know it's just called Max, but everybody still refers to it as HBO Max. So well, yes, we are brand new as of this weekend, brand new subscribers to HBO Max yay. and formerly subscribers of Disney Plus. Yay! Yay! Uh, okay, uh, HBO coming uh, under some criticism by parents. Uh, they aired an episode of Blues Clues, and in that episode of Blues Clues, uh, they were promoting drag queens and pride parades. Hey, Blue, look at all these families. Hi, families. It's time for a pride parade. Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. This family has two mommies. They love each other so proudly. And they all go marching in the big parade. Why are they all so toxic? 
It's just the way you do things these days. It, oh, that, it is. It's just the, it's the way. It's the way content creators and content producers do things these days in Hollywood. I'm, I mean, the biggest uh, challenge when I was watching shows like that as a kid was was you know the Count trying to teach me number seven. Mm-hmm. That was what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah, get me well, to learn my alphabet and my numbers. I I don't know. It's it's getting out of hand, and they're just infiltrating young minds, and they're doing it on every platform and every level possible. It's cartoons now promoting drag shows and uh, parades. Okay, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. He wants an American Pride Month. So if we're talking pride, how about so this is, American this pride? Is, yeah, this is not pride in, in, the, in the terms of gay pride, but American, American pride. pride. Right. He wants an entire pride month. Pride for the country. Uh, promoting American pride. You would think that it would happen in July with 4th of July. Mm, good uh, one. He also wants uh, the GOP presidential candidate. Um, he, he wants... A, a national holiday for election day and he also wants to implement a single day voting paper ballots and government issued voter ids for all 50 states so here is vivek cool thing when when you um when you put this idea out there american pride month what what's behind that what were you thinking of Well, Steve, I've just been taking a lot of time myself to remind myself of the stories that make us proud to be American. I gave the commencement address in my high school this year, and I got into an argument with a high school student afterwards who wanted to make the case for tearing down the Jefferson Memorial, for tearing down statues of Thomas Jefferson because he owned slaves. And I couldn't get anywhere with him. (laughs) But where I did get was, okay, we agree to disagree on that, but how about we build one for John Adams instead? He was the second president of the United States. He was a principled abolitionist. He did not own slaves on principle. Why don't we build statues for the people who embody our ideals instead? And so so we went a little further, Stephen. How about we talk about John Quincy Adams, his son, who was the first non-founding father president, who not only became president, but was the only president in our history that went back to Congress solely to be an abolitionist, to get rid of slavery, got rid of slavery after providing the arguments on the Congress floor that eventually gave inspiration to Abraham Lincoln later. In fact, John Quincy Adams died on the Congress floor while giving a speech. And the person who actually took him out, did his funeral rites, raised his hands and said, I want to carry his body off Congress was actually a little known congressman by the name of Abraham Lincoln. So these are the stories of American history that we aren't teaching our kids. And we have spent so much time talking about how we have fallen short of our ideals that we've forgotten what those ideals were in the first place. And no better time than Independence Day this year to begin to revive those ideals and remind ourselves what it is America is about as an idea, not just a place. So he says the nation needs a revival of Americanism. And I think, you know, hey, if there's anybody that can do it, with his social media, you know, uh, following, he could probably be one of the people to help pull it off. I love American history and especially presidential history. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everything that he's talking about and those stories about, you know, the founding fathers and the presidents, I'm fully supportive. Remember that there was a show on, the, I think it was on the Discovery Channel way back in the day called The Presidents, uh-huh. where they went through every president. One of the greatest shows ever made in television. So wonderful and fantastic and such great history and great stories about the, the presidents of the country. It's just wonderful. I All on board, Vivek. Thanks, Jim. Thanks you, for having me here. You going to come back tomorrow? Let's do it again. How about that? How about this is an idea? Okay. How about we do this again tomorrow? Let's do it again tomorrow. How about Rob Kendall time. takes another day off? Thanks.
It's Jack. We'll catch you back here tomorrow. It is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC.